All right, welcome to another episode of Restoring Your Voice with me, your host, Pastor David. So that, glad that you could join us. So you're you're going to watch this on a Tuesday, which means it's interview day. And today I have Rachel Harrington from the Unadulterated Podcast on today. So we're going to pack what does that mean? What is that all about? So stay tuned. I'm going to help you use your God-given voice. I'm going to equip you for the good works of Jesus, hitting up hot biblical topics, problem areas in the body of Christ, in the charismatic, in other areas of the body of Christ, in an attempt to help bring clarification, purity, consecration, and love and patience as the Bible commands. I'm going to have special guests on that are going to equip you and edify you through their stories that give God the glory where you'll get different viewpoints in different areas because we're all one body and we all have a piece of the puzzle to share with one another. So I look forward to you watching, listening, and interacting. All right, so before we begin, uh, let me ask you, hey, if this uh, show is a blessing to you, hey, would you consider giving? There's three ways you can donate. Down in the description, PayPal, Venmo, and Cash App. We appreciate any amount that you can give. And what is this show all about? This is all about equipping you as one of the saints for the good works of Jesus Christ. We do this through many different ways. And one of the ways that we do this is by interviewing different voices from all over Christianity. So... With that, I'm going to bring on my guest, Rachel. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me. Yeah, glad that you could be here. So I guess first things first, why don't we uh, start off by uh, telling the audience a little bit about yourself and your background. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I grew up in the church, but I am the epitome of a prodigal, which means I ran away for a long period of time from the church. I just kind of felt like there was no possible way that I could amount to what God was uh, expecting of perfection because my view of him was a little skewed, clearly. So uh, I ran away for a long time, came back just to run away again, actually. So, um, but this time, uh, when I came back, I really got to know him as the loving father that he is, which I never knew him this way before. And the reason that I made uh, the podcast Unadulterated Heart is because it's kind of um, coming back to what it means to become a child, like like we're called to be in Matthew 18, um, to approach him as a child and to really know what it means to be a child of God and that you don't have to strive to be a child, that you can come to him and know that you are fully accepted just as you are. Um, and knowing him this way has just changed my entire life. Everything has changed since knowing him this way. Uh, my viewpoints, my desires, Everything about me is different, and it's all about this new perspective that I have in him. Hmm. Yeah, so let's unpack it. What, what does that look like? What does being childlike look like for you and for the, uh, you know, I guess what you might say, the everyday Christian? 
Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I know for myself as an adult, I, I kind of would get set in my ways in certain, in certain things. Like I, I would, um, I can be a little bit stubborn at times as an adult, but what God was really speaking to me whenever I first got back kind of in love with him is that to be humble like a child and to be able to um, not put him in a box. I think that one way that us as Christians can kind of get in trouble at times is by expecting God to move and speak in ways that we're used to. And uh, to get a little uncomfortable is uh, how I've been able to grow the most, is to get into that secret place with him, uh, which is kind of becoming um, quiet before him, shutting everything off phone, uh, everything, uh, except for I do use my phone for, for music. So, uh, not the whole, cause I love worship. I think that worship is really important, um, to be able to enter his presence, uh, with thanksgiving and praise, which is in the word. Um, so I think that, um, entering into that secret place in worship is, is so important. And, um, to become childlike is to fully devote and trust yourself to him, to know that he has your best interests at heart, that whenever he's making changes inside of you and, or outside in your life somehow, whenever he's making these changes, it's not to harm you in any way. Um, Whenever he brings up things in your spirit that you realize that you really do need to change um, any stubbornness inside of you, any pride that may need to be addressed, he's doing it for our own good. Um, So becoming childlike is humble like I said, is humbling yourself and uh, leaning in to listen to what he has to say in that secret place and trusting that what he has to say is, is for your benefit. All right. So for some of our audience who may not know that term secret place, can you, what what is that? What, What is the secret place? I love it. I love that question. So the secret place is really just, it's not, has to it does not have to be put in one specific place like in your house or uh, in your car it could be anywhere but what it what it boils down to is that intimate time that you would spend with just god just thinking about him and as an american and um you know just a human being in general but especially an american i think it's very hard for us a lot of times to be able to quiet ourselves Uh, And really just focus on the Lord because we're such multitaskers all the time. We have so many things going on. We're so busy, you know, so as as we get older, it just uh, we're just so used to being on the go on the go all the time that it's so hard to know what it actually means to Mm. rest and to quiet ourselves. So um, what he really taught me in this secret place. So in this secret place for me, I'll just describe mine. So that way you have an example. Um, Mine is in in the upper room of my house. And uh, it's where I, like I said, I turn off, um, like I put my phone on uh, do not disturb. So that way I don't get any calls. Um, And that way my full attention is focused on the Lord. So I'll get my Bible. I'll get a notebook. 
and I will have worship music because I'm a big time worshiper. My whole life is based around worship now just because it just is so important to me. Um, So I will spend time just in the presence of the Lord, worshiping him, expressing my love for him, expressing my thanks and expressing um, the fact that I just want more. I just want more more and more. And uh, he says that, uh, how much more is he willing to give Holy spirit to us who ask, you know, just like, um, you know, when, when, uh, that, that lady was asking and, and pestering the, 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 per, the judge, right? Like, please, please. And then he's like, how much more would the father give Holy spirit to those who ask? So, uh, every time I enter into this place, I always just ask for more, more of his presence, more of, more of just who he is. And, um, and then I, I quiet myself and only think about being like in his throne room. So I think about actually entering in to the space with him and thinking purely on him not what he can do for me, not bringing petitions, not that bringing petitions is a bad thing. We're supposed to, we're supposed to pray and ask and seek. But sometimes I think that he just wants to spend time with us and wants us to get to know him more, you know? Um, And I don't know how often we do that, you know, Mm -hmm. like we, we pray and we seek and we ask for things all day long, but how often do we just go into the presence of him just to seek his face first, you know, and just to know him, not, not to gain anything, but just to know him. And so this secret place of, of just worship and, and, and listening, quieting ourselves long enough to be able to listen for him to speak back not audibly. I've, I've never heard him audibly. I know that it's a thing that some people may have heard Mm. him audibly before. I never have, but, um, when he speaks to your spirit and, and you've done it for long enough, you know, you know, when he's speaking to you and, um, and then opening the word because clearly he speaks through his word. Um, and then I just have that dynamic and I don't time it. And that's just because I have the luxury to not be able to, I mean, not have to be on mm. some sort of time limit always. Um, so I just go in without a an agenda a lot of times and he does incredible things. That's where my entire podcast was birthed, mm. was in the secret place, just spending that intimate time with him, gaining revelation just because I just wanted to seek him. Mm. All right. Yeah, I like how you highlighted the importance of scripture. I'm a big scripture person, you know. Yeah. I like I like it. And <clears throat> I love I love scripture. I love studying it. And uh I think it's uh, important for us to know scripture because we have to know is that the voice of God speaking to us or not? Because we know that right. God will never go against his word. You know, right. something that would violate his his word. Um so I don't know, have you ever ran across something like that? You know, you're like, I'm not sure. And then you check the word and you're like, no, not God. Do you mean like uh, in sermons, like listening to sermons? No, and no like, 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 no, like in your, in your, per, in your quiet time or maybe throughout the day, have you ever ran into the issue of say you hear something or you sense something, right? And like, I'm not sure. Then you, you bother to check it or, you know, 
maybe later on, who knows what, what the case may be. And then you ran into the issue of, uh, yeah, that, that, that goes against what scripture says. And then you learn from it. No, I can't say that I have, honestly, I, I think that, um, you know, God gifts and discernment of spirits. And, um, I, I really feel strongly that I, I've, you know, have a strong gift of discernment. And I think that uh, it's really easy to notice the accuser, you know, like he, he's so obvious uh, when I'm in the secret place anyway, if I'm out in the world, like at my normal job, like I work, I work full time. Like the podcast is, is something that I do on the side. I wish that I could do it full time. That'd be amazing. But uh, you know, financially I just can't do that. So um, I work full time. So in my job. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like I hear, I hear the, the enemy whispering things to try to get me off track all the time. Uh, you know, but in the secret place, it's like he has no, there's, there's no authority. Not that he has authority at all, at all, but like in the secret place, it's like, it's it's like, it's holy ground. He can't get it. He can't touch it there. Um, so no, I, I honestly cannot say that I, I have ever heard anything and it had ever went against scripture. It's always been spot on like Holy spirit in the secret place. Mm. It's like the one place where it's me and God time and nothing else can touch it. Right, I might give you a little bit pushback on it, only because of the scripture that say that Satan can appear as an angel of light. You sure. know? So, yeah. so um, would you say, well, I mean, it's, it could happen though. If, if we're of not course. careful, it, it's possible. I'm sure it could. Yeah, absolutely. But whenever you asked if it has happened, I can't say that it has, but yeah. I'm sure it definitely could a hundred percent. You know, we're humans, you know, and always growing and there's always room for error, especially since we live in a fallen world. Uh, you know, uh, the enemy's walking around like a prowling lion just waiting to, for who he can devour right so uh yeah at any moment in time he can easily whisper any deception and um as humans it, it could be you know but like you said um we hear it we take it to the word and then we find out the truth and that's how we can how we can know hmm. oh great great i just i just don't want people to think, well, it, it doesn't happen for her. And it's, you know, something when people hear things, sometimes they just automatically yeah. jump to it and they, they automatically apply it to themselves or, 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 you know, they make something about you and uh, that you said, and they'll take it and they'll make it prescriptive for themselves. Of and then sometimes they don't, they don't check things. And I'm so, I'm so uh, glad to hear that, you know, you, you realize this and you, and it sounds like you're, you're being careful to consider things. Um, and, and on the toes with uh, with your discernment, as you were saying. Oh, 100%. Yeah, no, you can't. Yeah, it's not always going to be perfect. Nothing's going to be perfect down here, ever. Nothing is. And and like you said, nothing is prescription. Like, everybody is very unique, and everybody has a unique relationship with the Father. And um, he works uniquely in all of us. All, all of us have, my secret place is not going to look the same as your secret place or anybody else's. Um, just because I'm very adamant about making sure that worship is a big part of mine, maybe somebody else feels more connected, um, reading more of the word. And so they'll do more of that. 
Um, I do read, read the word in there, but I will say most of my time and focus whenever I'm in the secret place isn't, isn't in the word. I, I would say most of my focus when I'm in the secret place is in worship and, and, um, in prayer. And so, yeah, it could look different for everyone. Now that's, that's great. Cause yeah, that sometimes it does what, what, you know, what works for you doesn't work for the other person. Exactly. You know, I, my secret place is outside. You know, that's where oh, I go in the morning. I, I get to do that because it's it's nice warm weather here in Corpus Christi, Texas. But hey, that that's oh. fine. And oh, and so some people can like yeah, read a word more. Some people love listening to worship music. Some people worship with no music on. But uh, yeah, I, I like it because it doesn't highlight as oh this this works for me. So this is how how you should do it. But there are yeah. general but there are are generals like getting into the to the secret place and which hearing the voice of God, right? Um, I know for some people, it's not the easiest thing in the world. You know, um, some people, for some reason, and, you know, there's no, I don't think there's a rule, necessarily one rule why they can't hear, but what have you found out that works for you uh, that has helped you to grow in hearing the voice of God? That intimate time. That That is, that is my biggest, that when I talk about, hearing the voice of God and really being able to, to discern, is it my voice? Is it his voice? Is the enemy's voice? All of that. It truly is in the word. It says my sheep will hear my voice. And so what that says to me is if you're allowing him to shepherd you, if you're, if you're making his relationship a priority, just like how do you ever get to know anyone in relationship? You know what I mean? If you're, if you're trying, to grow a relationship with anyone here on earth or your father in heaven, um, you're going to do it by spending time with them. Do it by, by spending time speaking with them and then listening to them. And so the way that you able, you're able to learn how to discern his voice is by making his relationship a priority. So he, he knows like he knows every single inch of our thoughts of our motives. He knows everything. And so there's nothing that we can hide from him. So with that, I, I think that it's very important to remember that we, the prioritizing, he knows if you have time, if you're making that time for him. Mm. He, he knows if you're kind of like, Oh, I'm just feeling kind of lazy right now. And I just want to sit here and watch TV for three hours, you know, and, right. and instead of getting into the word or into prayer or into anything like that, like he knows, you know, and so sometimes, uh, but it's hard to, you know, make a habit. It's hard to break a habit. And so uh, uh, what I um, kind of advise to a lot of people is just start, start easy, start simple, make it like, if you're not used to prioritizing that time with the father, just make it 10 minutes, you know, just give him, just give him that 10 minutes, you know, at the end of the day. Uh, and then once you find that it's so rewarding and so um, powerful, you'll desire to make it longer. So I think it's all about prioritizing prioritizing that relationship. I I would agree because I like to say you know we all have time to spend with God. Just sometimes we we think we don't, and we look at we don't look at areas in our life that we can um, 
eat, either cut out altogether or slim down and just reprioritize, you know, like you're saying, hey, maybe maybe I'll watch that, you know, sit down and, and binge watch something for, for three hours, right? Um, and then, you know, whenever somebody's prayer time is, uh, but it's, oh, I don't I don't have enough time. It's like, well, maybe you could watch two hours of it or maybe you could spend time with God first and then go watch whatever it is that you want to watch. And then, you know, we'll see how much time you have left from there. But yeah, it's, um, I, I would totally agree. It's a matter of learning um, how to uh, prioritize our life to make God our all in all since, you know, he did make, he, he did make us right by dying for us and shedding his blood for us and all of right. that for us. I, I think, I think that's, um that's in, in very, very important. Um, so, Maybe you could give some tips as well for slowing down in life. You know, like you said, you know, here in America, it's go, go, go. You know, it's everything. I want my fast food now. I can, I can, I can, I can order food now or groceries even or convenience store items, you know, just through a phone. Boom. I want it. I want it now. You know, what, yeah. what, would, you, what, what would you give for, you know, general advice to people for, for slowing down? Yeah. Absolutely. So um, what I noticed for myself, I'll just speak from, from experience. Um, I did have to, in the beginning, kind of force myself to do it. I had to just like, like I said, just like making any habit or breaking any habit. Sometimes you have to push through your flesh. And when your flesh is being very adamant, like, no, I really don't want to make this change. I I just want to sit here. I've had a really hard day. It's been a really long day. I, I don't want to have to do anything extra. I just want to turn off. I totally get that. Uh, I did that for a long period of time. But what I noticed is whenever I started to have more self-control, so building that spirit of self-control, that, that fruit, that fruit of self-control. And um, I, one of my tips would be ask the father, if you have the desire to make him more of a priority and make your flesh less of a priority, make that TV time a little bit less because you desire to grow. Because the first thing that is very important is to realize that you need to have the desire to do it. Because if you, if you don't have the desire to do it, it's going to be that much harder. But if you have the desire to want to grow in relationships, to want to be free of, of anything that is holding you back um, from growth, um, because I've had a lot of deliverance in the secret place as well. Mm -hmm. um, it's been powerful, so powerful. And, and what's amazing is realizing that God's going to meet you right where you're at. He doesn't expect perfection. Like I kind of talked about in the beginning, how I thought that he did for so long. I, I thought that I had to amount to something. And that is just the complete wrong perspective to have because he does not expect perfection. He is a loving father who wants to father us. And so I realized that when we take one step towards relationship with him, it's like he accelerates us and pushes us further than we even could imagine with just one step. So just take one step towards him. Don't have unrealistic expectations like, okay, I I used to watch TV for for three, like we'll just go three, three hours a day. As soon as I got home from work, I had to um, de 
depress like and and just uh be able to relax by watching tv for three hours and then i would get my bath and go to bed if that's what you're used to doing um to break any habit baby steps don't do too much expectations for yourself all at once because all it'll do is probably stress you out and you know it'll totally defeat the purpose so instead of three hours knock it down to two you know and and then at the end of the night, instead of the three hours, do the two hours and then take that that time and read like one chapter. And for brand new Christians, I will I don't know about you with your advice, David, but uh, my advice for new Christians is to not start at the beginning of the Bible is to start in the New Testament, just because learning about Jesus and his life uh, has given me just such a sense of identity, because we're supposed to, you know, find our identity in the life of Jesus, you know? And so the the Old Testament, as powerful and amazing as it is, um, we're in a new covenant now. And so I think that it's very important for new Christians. This is just my own opinion um, to learn who they are in Jesus. And whenever you start to take that first step, take that one step, cut off that extra hour, even in the car, I noticed that um, whenever I started listening to worship music instead of secular music, it really changed a lot for me. Um, I I used to listen to secular music and I, I, I don't dislike secular music now. It's just that I notice whenever I listen to worship music more often um, that it keeps me focused. Mm. It keeps me focused on the Lord and um, not focused on the things of the world because it's so easy to get off track. It's so easy to forget. Uh, and it's so easy for the enemy to just slip right in when we're vulnerable. Um, and I don't want to give the enemy any any little chance to slip in. So that's just me. I replaced the secular music with worship music, and that made a huge difference for my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I would, I would honestly, my biggest advice is to just take that one step and make one small change towards prioritizing relationship. And I guarantee that God will meet you there and he will excite you in the secret place and, and just show you how fun that he actually is because he's not boring. God is really fun. He's the creator of the universe. So he has a lot to say and there's a lot that he wants to do in us. We have so much purpose down here. And I think that a lot of times people get bored uh, and and things like that because they don't realize the magnitude of their purpose. We Mm. are placed where we are in the world, in our families, in our friend groups, in our jobs for a reason. God has so much in store for us exactly where we're at and the way that we get uh, we'll go with downloads. We get the way we get strategy from heaven is in the secret place with him. We we get the strategies for the for the day, for for the month, for the year in the secret place. He wants to share with us. He wants to 
show us his heart for the people around us. He wants to deliver us from the things that hold us back. But the only way that we're able to get to that place is when we prioritize relationship with him. He, we, he's not going to deliver us while we make him a back burner. Right. Why, why would he? There, deliverance and, and change is hard work, but not hard in the sense of what we're used to. Hard in the spirit. So mm-hmm. let, me, let me kind of unpack that just for a little bit. Okay. Um, because when we think of hard work, I think of, for me, I think of physically hard. Um, I think uh, of even mentally difficult or emotionally. Um, I think of having to do. Uh, I have to strive in some way uh, if it's hard work. But with God, deliverance in the secret place isn't hard for him. Mm. It is the what's hard about it is being able to take that time and surrender and really focus on the things that we know that need to come out, uh, like pride, like maybe some arrogance, maybe some lust, maybe some, you know, love of money, whatever it is. Um, and really be honest about it because I think that it's hard sometimes to be honest with ourselves and say, you know, I know that this thing isn't of the Lord. Um, and, and I also think that it's hard sometimes to really hate the sin um, if we're honest, right. because sometimes we enjoy the sin that we're in Um I know that I did. I know that I did for a long period of time. I I enjoyed the sin that I was in. Um, but when but when God gets a hold of your heart and really exposes the sin for what it is that it's trying to control you, that it's um it's really destroying your character and 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 destroying the plan that God has for you all along, the better plan, the most amazing plan. When, when you see the sin for what it really is, you start to hate it. But while you're in it and enjoying the temporal pleasures that it might, that it might bring, um, it's hard to be honest, uh, that you love it. Um, so when you can really be honest with the Lord and say, God, I know that this thing isn't of you and you really wouldn't want me to be doing it. But I got to be honest, Lord, I, I really like doing it, but I don't want to like doing it hmm. because you hate it. If you can just be honest, I have seen so many times Holy Spirit just kind of shift something inside of me that makes me start to see the sin for what it really is, how gross and how um, it just grieves the Lord's heart. And it just changes your whole perspective. It changes everything. And then, and then that's where the deliverance comes in. That's where perspective comes in. And then that's where you want to go into the secret place more often because you're seeing, you're seeing change. You're seeing growth. You're, you're seeing, um, 
you're seeing his hand move. And then once you start to get that identity and, and start to get that um, confidence in the spirit, then you can go out to others and share that with others. And, and then you start to be doing the great commission, what we're supposed to do in the first place. And right. then God is fun. And then God is fun. And then you want to do it more. And so it just, it all starts with that one step. Just take that one step, that one, making him a priority, just a little bit longer than, than what you're used to for that day. And, and truly practicing shutting things off and focusing only on him. It takes practice, but it's so worth it. I, I think right uh, I think what you said right before that about coming before God and uh, telling him, uh, hey, this is what I'm doing and admitting to him. Hey, you know, I actually love it, but I don't even want to, Not only do I want to not do it anymore, I don't want to even love doing it. I, I, think, I think that is probably the simplest explanation of repentance I've ever heard. And I think it, oh. it, it'll help people a lot uh, with that because a lot of people, what is repentance? Like, is it me, you know? you know flogging myself is it this is it that but i think that's a very very simple yeah childlike faith way of saying it hey i come before god this is what i'm doing i need your forgiveness not only that but i don't want to do it and i don't want to even love doing it anymore uh because right. i believe that in the, you know uh that's what jesus does is you know it's not just that he takes uh a higher deeper definition of sin in the new testament which he does but he also makes it so that we don't even want to do it um, anymore. Um, right. So, you know, we, we don't want to. It's not just not, not just the fact that, okay, not only is, say, adultery, you know, the physical act, but now it's 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 just lusting with your eyes. But no, he's making a point, and he's making the point that he's going to empower us not to even want to do it anymore. Because like you said before, we, you said uh, we were in a new and better covenant, right? Where And, and I know in, um, it says that, that he will change um, our heart of stones for our hearts of flesh and our law and, and his law will be written upon our hearts. It says in Jeremiah. And so, right. yeah, yeah. I, I love how that plays out. And also highlighting it's not an overnight, it's not an overnight success. Being a Christian is not overnight. So maturity, right? Is that, that's how we're going to bear fruits is it's maturing, right? That's right. It, it's it's all about that sanctification process. You'll if you've been in church long enough, you've heard the word sanctification, and and that's what it's all about: growing and maturing. There's there's no one just is mature overnight. Nobody is, and and anything that you do, anything that you are growing towards and working towards, is is worth the the effort. It's worth it, and relationship with him isn't any different. It is, it takes effort, but um, I don't want people to look at it as effort as in it's going to be physically or, or, uh, or anything like that taxing on you. Um, because I did look at relationship with the Lord, like work for a long period of time. And mm -hmm. whenever I really learned how to rest in relationship with him instead of work for relationship with him it changed so many things mm. because i i wanted to get into that secret place with him more often because i realized that it truly is not work to be with him it's it's not i don't have to come home from work uh and i have a really hard day a really long day and if I think about getting in this space 
it's not exhausting there. Truly, if you are really tired, you can just maybe put on some instrumental music or music or, or no music, whatever, whatever works for you. Um, and maybe put on the Bible app or something. Let, let scripture be read over you even and just lay there in his presence. Just sit there. You don't even have to do anything and just say, God, I love you. I miss you. I want to be with you. Jesus, I want to know you. Holy Spirit, come. And that's it. That's all you have. That, that can be your secret place. Just sit with him. You don't even have to do anything. That's what's amazing. I, I love the story about uh, Mary and Martha. And whenever Mary was sitting at his feet and Jesus said, hey, she's, she chose the better thing right now, mm. you know, because Martha's running around super busy, busy, busy. And Jesus is like, hey, Mary chose the better thing. I'm not going to tell her not to do this. So what he was saying was, sit with me, lean on me, be with me. You don't have to do a thing. I just want to be with you. That's his, in the secret, that's the heart. That's the heart of the father that I have seen the most is that he just wants to be with us. It's the whole reason he sent his son is so that we could have relationship with him every single day and not have to do a thing, just be with him. Right. And John 15, you know, Jesus tells us too, that the father is going to prune us. And I don't see how the father is going to prune us when we don't spend any time with him. And exactly. Not that, pruning, not that pruning feels nice, right? I think we can all admit that. that pruning, Absolutely. the pruning process doesn't always feel nice, but right. it's always for, 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 um, like, like you said at the beginning, you know, how, how he's not there to hurt us or be angry at us. And it's always uh, beneficial to us what the father, what the father does. Like you said, whether it's something external, which that could be true, it could be, I don't know, bad relationships, or it could be something internal within us, like you, like you were highlighting a, a love of sin or maybe just an unhealthy mindset, some, something, but yeah, the, the pruning uh, process. So I, I love that. Um, so I guess any, any other thing that we didn't talk about today that you want to talk about any other topic? Uh, in no, the, no, 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 I think that's great. I think that's my, those are my favorite things to talk about. And so, um, yeah, I think we, I think we hit them all. Nice. Well, well, then this is your time to tell everybody where can they reach you at? Where can where can they how, how can they uh, contact you? And so sh go ahead and shamelessly plug yourself. Okay, um, yeah. So you can um, you can listen to the uh, Unadulterated Heart podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, really anywhere uh, on the web, even um, on Anchor FM. Uh, anywhere that you listen to podcasts and um, you can email me if you like uh, at rach r-a-c-h-m 1489 at gmail.com uh, for for prayer for um, if you just want to contact me to 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 just to discuss today's episode or uh, for anything. And um, you can support the podcast if you'd like. Uh, it's it's just um, you just go on to any of those ways and, and press the support button. Um, but other than that, I think, I think that's it. All right. Awesome. Yeah. And anyway, those, uh, the links will be in the show notes for anybody. Cause I also saw you had a website too. So I probably link yeah. that in, in there yeah. so they can find 
you know, your podcast or whatever. But anyway, all those will be linked in. Uh, thank you for, I really, really greatly appreciate you coming on the show. And I think this will really, uh, really help equip people to either grow in their quiet time with God or maybe for those who don't have it yet or anything like that. I think this is going to be a great help, um, especially in the area for people. Absolutely. Thank you so much again for having me on, David. It was such a joy. Not a problem. All right. And then we'll, that, that'll, that'll be it for the show today. So see you guys later. Bye for now.